and welcome to the Pole Performance Podcast, where we bridge the gap between pole dancing, exercise and sports science, with a little bit of injury rehab thrown in as well. My name is Dr. Emily Rausch. I'm a certified chiropractic sports physician who specializes in helping pole dancers learn how to not fuck up their bodies pole dancing and unfuck them when they do. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Pole Performance Podcast. It is I, Dr. Emily Rausch. We are going to be talking about setting pole goals for 2024 in this podcast episode because the day that this goes live will be December 1st. I had a mini breakdown about that. We are coming towards the end of 2023. Hoofda, what a year it has been. And there's the the Midwest in me coming out with that hoofda, hoofda. Um, Fun fact for you, I am actually from Minnesota. I was born there. My parents moved me to Montana when I was just a little tiny baby, but my mom's entire family is from there. And so if you're ever wondering how I pronounce words or why I pronounce words the way that I do, it is because, yeah, half of my um, parental unit, the units. Um, my mom is from Minnesota. So we get the Minnesota accent that comes out every once in a while, especially with weird vowels. Like people say, I say the word bag weird. Like you carry your groceries in a bag. Um, I don't, I don't hear it, but that has, I've got that a lot. Anyways, my weird accent is not the point of today's podcast episode. The point of today's episode is for us to chat about setting poll goals, bringing some, I'm going to say it a thousand times, some structure to our training so that we can achieve the things that we want to be able to achieve. Um, Actually, we're going to start poll goals and then we're going to assess whether or not we're ready to work on them, address our limitations so that we can achieve our goals. That is my like three point model of everything that I work with with poll dancers is assess, address, and achieve. So with our backing it up. Our first thing is we need to set goals for ourselves. I like to set what are called SMART goals for myself. Personally, there's a few different um, acronyms or ways that you could go around setting goals. SMART goals are the ones that I have used the most in all of the places that I have interacted with people. Um, So in places and things. So SMART goals is specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, time bound is what SMART stands for. So let's um, dive into those a little bit. So first specific, this is where a lot of pole dancers struggle. I'm not going to lie. The number of conversations that I've had with people where their goal is to flow better or to improve or be more fluid, um, very vague terms that probably mean something to the person that is saying it. Like they probably in their mind's eye have an idea of what improving means to them. What does flowing better mean to them? What does being more fluid mean to them? Or, you know, forever, whatever words it is. But if you're trying to set specific goals, it needs to be literally specific as much as you possibly can. So if you're going to say improve, what does like what does that mean? Does that mean you're able to invert? Does that mean you're able to airily invert? Does that mean you're able to dance for a whole song without like pausing and having to think about what comes next? Does that mean you have like a visual um like something that you can show me to be like, I want to be able to do X, Y, and Z within the next year. Having it be vague makes it really challenging for it to be measurable, which is the next letter in our acronym. Because if your thing is improve, like I want to be a better pole dancer, how are we measuring whether or not you are on the right track 
throughout the year and then at the end of the year that you improved or not. Um, because you, you could you could be better. Maybe you could be better, you know, in, in two weeks. Did you achieve your goal? Is that what, is that what you were after? Or do you, do you have like specific measurable things that you want to, from your, your pole journey? So once you've determined what is specific and then how you are going to measure it, you need to then pause and do some very critical self-assessment of, is this an attainable goal within the next year, which is like the time frame that we're working with for the duration of this podcast. You can have your the T be three years, four years, whatever, but I think more than a year of a setting a goal can be a little bit challenging because people tend to get like a little bit defeated that they're not necessarily seeing the progress that they want to see or more common in pole dancers, I'll be honest, is there's squirrel moments where they're like, oh my God, I saw this trick on Instagram or I saw this on TikTok and I saw this in class and all of a sudden the goal that they were really, really, really wanting to work on that was going to take them, you know, months to years to be able to accomplish suddenly has like fallen off of their radar and then they'll remember it at some point, get disappointed because they haven't been working on it. Um, so let's let's not have it be like a super long goal unless 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 you know you operate in a fashion where that is going to be like realistic for you. Um, some people yes, some people no. And since I don't know you and I don't like I've never met you, I don't know what would be a way for you to say is this attainable or not. This is where working with a coach or working with your instructor or working with like literally someone um, can be really beneficial because one, we can delude ourselves. I love being delulu that what we're trying to be able to achieve is going to be realistic in the time frame that we have in our mind. Um, and then sometimes we're, like we're just not right. Like our what how quickly we would want to be able to achieve something for where our starting point is may not be realistic. Um, and I've had a few of those in my own pull journey. I'm going to use Gennaro because that has been on my goal list for uh, a while now. The first time I tried to work on it, oh gosh, I was still living in Portland. So it would have been before 2019 that I was working on this lovely, lovely move. And I really had no business working on it back then. I was not in shape enough for that to be a move that I was trying to force my body to be able to do and all my body was telling me I would have the worst fucking low back pain after every time I tried to work on it for like days afterwards so um I have since like re-worked on it um but it was it was one where it took a lot longer for me to be able to achieve it than the rewind and talk to like 2018 me she thought she was going to be able just to bust it out in like one training session did I physically get into the shape yes was it painful yes now because I've been spending like years literally years working on my back flexibility working on my strength working on um my like coordination and body awareness proprioception work um now it's something that I can do like pretty consistently and I just figured out how to get out of it. Woohoo! Um, but yeah, that is just an example of one where it can take years for your body to adapt to the things that you want to be able to do. Could I have sped it up if I was more like um, specific with my training? Maybe. That's a, uh, who knows, right? We'd have to go back in time and see if that would actually have been possible. But um, just giving an example of like, I know I have the personality type and the 
I don't know if drive's the right word, grit, where I can work on shit for like years at a time and I won't get defeated um, or like get demotivated or, or anything like that. You may not. And that's okay. We have different brains and we operate differently. So let's set our way of operating up for success instead of wishing or wanting to be something or somebody that we're just not. The next letter in our lovely acronym is realistic. And once again, I feel like realistic and attainable go, in my brain, they're like pretty similar. Um, if you're like a brand new pole dancer and you're like, I want to aerially invert, um, I'm like, mm, that's probably not, not a realistic goal for where you are right now. Is it a realistic goal for some time in your pole journey? Probably. But when you're, you know, two classes in and you're like, I want to climb the pole and like flip myself upside down. Mm, not really, probably the most realistic. So let's start with working on floor inverts on both sides. And then maybe we work on floor spinny inverts. And then we work on climbing and then we work on aerial inverting. Like we, you know, we have a few, a few steps in between where you are right now and where you would want to be for your goal to be able to happen. And then finally, we have our time, which is our T of the SMART goal, have it be time bound. And this is partially for you to have accountability, because if you're like, oh, one day I want to be able to do X, Y, and Z. Well, what, when the fuck is one day? You know, is that tomorrow? Is that in like seven years? Is that in seven? You know, like there's, it's too vague. We need specific. We need clarity. Being clear is kind to quote, quote Brene Brown, um, be, set yourself up for success by giving your, you like checkpoints to know if you are on track to be able to achieve your goals. And those checkpoints can serve as kind of two. One, it will let you know if how you've been training is like on track for you to be able to achieve your goals. So let's say, I'm going to go back to my example of a Gennaro and let's say that where I am right now, I hadn't been working on it. I wanted to be able to do Gennaro by the end of the year. So I would give myself like probably once a quarter check-ins to, to see if I am making progress towards being able to do Gennaro. Um, if I didn't have those, I feel like you can just kind of like free float through things and then that you're not getting any closer to achieving your goals, right? So let's, um, let's say at the first like three months of the year, so that is March, my big goal for the year is to be able to do Gennaro. What would be like one third of the way of me being able to say I'm doing Gennaro? Maybe it's me shoulder mounting into a brass monkey cleanly and consistently on both sides. That's how I get into Gennaro most of the time. And then let's say my checkpoint goal for the first three months was for me to be able to get one leg onto the elbow shelf and like initiate the roll up into it. If at the end of our three months, I can't do it yet, that to me is being like, okay, I need to be more consistent with doing my drills that are going to help me be able to get to that checkpoint number one. And then if I'm able to achieve it, then I can go on to having like my training progress to whatever me reaching checkpoint number two would be. And then once again, when that checkpoint number two happens, would be me evaluating how my training has been going. Am I ready to progress? Am I not ready to progress? And then at any point you can say, Hey, I did, this is actually not super like attainable or realistic for where I am right now. So either I need to stretch out my time goal. So instead of, instead of being able to do it by the end of the year, I'm going to have this be a two-year goal. And so I'm going to work on things 
for a little bit longer so that I am, you know, being realistic with myself and my current physical capacity that my body has. The other reason I really like the checkpoints is sometimes when we sit down to make goals, like, you know, right now we're doing, we make it three months, we make it six months and we're like, you know what, actually this isn't really what I want to spend my time doing. This isn't really like sparking joy, giving me what I, I need to give. And so I'm going to remove it from my goal list, which will free me up to be able to do you know, something else that I have on my want to accomplish list, which you may be thinking to yourself, well, Emily, isn't that quitting? Like if we're just setting goals and then we're just like abandoning them mid-year, I am pro quitting. I am pro quitting. Oh my God. And maybe that might be something that seems um, odd for a lot of how I per- like project myself out to the, to the world, but um if things are not serving us, we need to let them go. We definitely do. And that is a lesson that I have learned in 2023 is holding on to to things that really just aren't sparking joy, that aren't serving us anymore, just for the sake of saying that we, we didn't give up, we didn't quit. Um, it's just really, yeah, really shitty for, for us long term. Quit things, quit things more than you think you need to. I don't know. Maybe don't quit things like super easy. I'm not saying like admit defeat and just quit when things aren't going the way that you want to go, but work on things that you think are important to you. Give it a good solid effort and then reevaluate at like set intervals and whether you want to be like, okay, I'm not going to quit for a year or I'm going to give this like a solid six months or whatever, whatever time frame makes the the most sense for you. And then sit down be honest, listen to your gut, get into your intuition and say, is this still what I want to spend my time doing? If yes, cool. Like let's continue going. And then if not, then spend your time and energy doing something that is going to serve you better. Can you tell I got divorced in 2023? If not, um, I did. And that is really the, my biggest takeaway from my marriage ending is like sometimes holding on to things for just for dear life because you are scared to quit um, or you feel like you shouldn't quit just ends up hurting everyone involved. So quit if it's not serving you, please and thank you. Okay, so now we have set, sat down, seated ourselves down. I don't know why the phrase sitting down like breaks my brain every single time I tried to set it. We have sat ourselves down and wrote out SMART goals for our specific poll goals. From there becomes the okay, we need to start structuring our training around being able to achieve the goals that we just spent our time and energy um, getting clear clarity on. How we structure our training. There is a pyramid that, a pyramid shape that makes the most sense to me. And it starts with the base, like, do you have the general capacity for movement, just movement in general. Um, sometimes yes, sometimes no, depending upon where you are in your pole journey, you may have a robust like movement foundation, you may not. And either way, it's just fine. We just need to be realistic with ourselves and be objective about our current like meat suit capacity. So you're starting to work on this goal, maybe you just building a really solid movement foundation. You know that you can, you know, do a push-up, you can do a pull-up, you can squat, deadlift, lunge, pull, push, all of the things that you would need 
your lovely body to be able to do for just life and then also with pole. And as you progress up through the levels, things get more specific. So we go from really broad, just general movement to being like very niche movements that you're going to need to be able to do whatever your specific pole goal is. And I am keeping it very vague with that because I don't know your body or what your goal is. And so me coming in and saying like, oh, you need to make sure you you follow these exact steps to me doesn't make sense because they could be and probably will be very different person to person. And I mentioned the pyramid because I feel like a lot of times when we as like artistic athletes decide that we have a specific goal we want to be able to work on. I'm picturing someone on Reddit that I saw the other day that is really working on being able to do a handspring. All they are doing, which is not unique to just this one person, is just trying to do a handspring over and over and over again. But they don't have the the capacity to do a handspring. And so they are becoming frustrated because they're being unsuccessful with this endeavor. When realistically, they would be so much better served to work on like, okay, to be able to do a handspring, I need some pushing and pulling strength in either one of my arms, ideally both, right? Because we're going to train both sides. We train both sides in this household. Um, I need to work on my core strength, my like ability to resist gravity, taking my ass places I do not want it to be able to go for this specific move, my hamstring length, my nerves, nerve length, um, this there's like checkpoints, like there's different things that each trick needs. And if you don't have each one of those checkpoints met, putting them all together to do the big thing at the end is not going to be successful with an asterisk of like it could be successful, but at what cost? Um, So maybe we make sure we have the building blocks of everything that we need to be able to do the thing before we try to do the the full thing full out. Um, I would be the person that I'm picturing on Instagram. I would be very very intrigued to know if they have the everything, the, all the things um, to do an Aisha because it does, in my opinion, I don't know this person, um, in my opinion, it does not look like they would be able to hold the, the end position, um, that like upside down, you know, choppery shape, straddle shape um, very long or very well. And that's probably why getting upside down into it is not going well because their nervous system knows that like shit's gonna fucking hit the fan if they go like completely upside down kicking up into it so build your foundation build up into being able to do whatever trick that you need to be able to do is I promise you that every trick can be broken down into smaller pieces that you can work on both on and off the pole okay so once we have yeah our objective look at what we need to work on so we may need to assess some stuff. We may need to address some stuff. Um, meaning, like, let's say you're trying to do a handstand, for an example. You don't have, you did an assessment. You don't have full overhead shoulder flexion. Working on handstands in without having full overhead shoulder flexion, not going to go well. So you need to address your lack of shoulder flexion first. And then you can start building your programming up to drills and skills that will allow you to do the the handstand and you can achieve your goal assess address achieve the three-step process that um i feel like everyone should start adapting and then i just want to pause and like zoom out a little bit to make sure that i'm not losing you with the the two different things that we're talking about today the first thing that needs to happen is 
being very clear on what you're trying to be able to achieve with your time and energy you're spending on the pole, which happens by setting goals and being very intentional with our training. Once we have our our goal set, we can then structure out our training to make sure that we are spending our time and energy and effort working towards those goals. And I feel like we can skip both, but we definitely end up skipping one most of the time. Um, And which one, I feel like it kind of depends on the person. Sometimes people are really good at going in and they'll train because they like training, but they don't really have a specific goal that they're working on. They're just training to train. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that as long as we're all in agreement that if that's what you're doing, you may not see like very specific or measurable process or progress in your pole journey um, because we're we're just working to work, right? Just doing things to do things. More often than not, people do have very specific goals that they want to be able to achieve at some point in their, their pole journey, but they're not taking the time to then structure their training to have their body adapt to be able to do the goal that they want that they want to be able to achieve. And I don't think I have mentioned it yet, but let's talk about it. There is a, an exercise and sports science principle that is like how the body adapts to training, which is called the SED principle. And it's specific adaptations to impose demands. So whatever you expose your body to is what it is going to adapt to, which then will open up the doors for you to be able to do the thing that you want to be able to do. So if you want to be able to run a marathon, for an example, we're going to take it out of the pole world, and you are not running, running a marathon as your end goal is going to be very challenging because your body has not been, um, like the demands of running have not been imposed on the body. So then therefore it has not adapted to the demands of running. And when you go just randomly decide to one day run a marathon, um, it's going to be like, what the actual fuck are you doing to me? And you're going to be in pain. Things are not going to going to feel well. Um, and I think the this is a really great example because if you were to, I would just ask you to be like, hey, do you ever want to run a marathon? And you were like, yeah, actually I do. I'm going to go do one right now. You would pause and you would be like, mm, bitch, what the fuck? Like you haven't been running. You, you're going to run 26.2 miles and the last time you ran was 10 years ago. Like what the fuck? That seems like a bad bad motherfucking idea. No, thank you. But if I were to say, hey, I saw this thing on Instagram and I want to try it today. No one would blink an eye. We should be blinking several eyes, both of them, and having the same reaction as if someone said, hey, I think I'm going to go run a marathon without training today. Because they're basically the same for your body. Depending upon where you are in your skill level in pole, if you are a well-rounded mover and you know that your body has the capacity to do the things that you're finding on Instagram, this might not apply to you. A lot of people that I talk to though, they just find things that they see on Instagram. They do no pausing, no self-assessing, no addressing of any limitations that could get in the way of the specific trick that they're trying to do. They just find it on Instagram and then they go into the studio and then they just try it. And that is very much to me the same as just randomly waking up one day and deciding to go run 26.2 miles. And the same thing for the tissues of your body. It's going to be like, bitch, what the fuck did you just do? And I work with a lot of people that that's how they got hurt. The number the number of stories that have, um, I've been like, hey, tell me what happened to your shoulder. Tell me the story. Well, I saw this thing on Instagram. It's not zero. It's not even 10. It's probably in the like 
10, maybe hundreds of stories that I've heard about that. So let's not do that. Let's get specific about the things that we're wanting to work on and allow our body to adapt to be able to do those things through structured training. Okay, friends, I'm going to leave you with two things. One, if you want a more in-depth um, chat about both structuring your training and setting pull goals. I have a webinar combo that I've actually discounted a little bit, little bundle of both of those. So you can purchase that. I'll put that in the, the show notes. And then also want to just remind you that I do work with people one-on-one, um, both recovering from injury and optimizing their on-the-pole sports performance. And so if you are dealing with either one of those, like you have goals that you want to be able to achieve that you know you're going to need to to work on some stuff, I can help you with that. If you have injuries that you are trying to um, recover from and you're not having access to someone that understands the demands of pole dancing locally, I work with people all over the world, baby. So um, check out my, I'll put the website where you can read more about working with me and then move forward from there. All right. Happy December. I'm actually really excited for December because I'm traveling a bunch, but I'm not excited for it to be the end of the year. I don't know why. New Year's are exciting. Let's be excited. Woohoo! New year. All right. Get you the next one.